Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's Julia here on a totally different reality. Um, we are now in a bit of a pattern. So the show is going to be at 2 o'clock Pacific um, and 5 o'clock uh, Eastern time. Every Wednesday, I've settled on a time. I'm not traveling quite as crazy much anymore. So it um, it will be really nice because then uh, people kind of, I mean, a radio show ought to be at the same time every week but you know I don't do things the way they ought to be done but maybe now I will just because I can uh so that's good to know so uh 2 p.m pacific time and 5 p.m eastern um I love, and I'm on- so, I love seeing like random posts like Thursday night at 9 p.m <laughs> but you guys are going to come and listen to me I love that it was like it was always so funny because you would never know <laughs> exactly like, where's, Waldo? where's Julia let's find her exactly and i give everybody an update um okay so we have an amazing guest uh who's a very dear friend of mine um welcome melissa hi julia um and today i like i like our topic it's wild and it's a long title and i will let uh melissa talk about it uh she has a show called the pleasure zone on a to zen fm uh internet radio and uh, it's a pretty wild show indeed. And so I'm very excited to have her on my show and see what, what uh, we can, uh, well, I'm sure something amazing is going to be brought up. So uh, if you want to let us know a little bit more about uh, uh, the title, Dancing Naked Through Life. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, let's see what comes up. For sure. So, um, what? yeah, when, when we were chatting about this and, like, you were chatting about coming on the show. I just heard a li- – wait, sorry, I got to interrupt. I just yeah. heard a listener laugh and say, ha, 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 what comes up, dancing naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what happens on my show all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's always, like, the innuendo. There's so much of it all the time. So, Yeah. It's always fun even to be on the in the chat room because, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, that was really hard. I had Connor Hill on my show and he was going on about things being hard and this and that. And I'm like, okay, I cannot think right now. <laughs> <laughs> you said too many things about hard things and things going in and I'm like, I can't think. <laughs> Nobody's mature enough for that. No, no, it was like, it was like, I don't even know if we even, I don't think we stayed on topic. So... <laughs> So when, when you asked me to be on, I was like, woohoo, I get to be on Julia's show, and you so made my day that day. I was having one of those, I don't think I'm being a contribution to the planet. What would it take to be a contribution to the planet? And, um, like, I was completely, like, having this, like, feeling like I was not contributing enough, you know, not enough change going on. None right. Of you ever that, right? Like, no, I've, nev- I've never had that, Melissa, so I don't really know what you're talking yeah. about there. <laughs> So I was going through that, and then when you wrote to me, I was like, yay, I can be a contribution to the planet somewhere. <laughs> so thank you so much for inviting me. And um, so then when you were like, hey, what would you like to talk about? I started asking the show what it would like to be called, and this was the title, Dancing Naked Through Life, Tools for Creating Ease of Movement and Vulnerability. Like the super long title, The Tools for Creating Blah Blah Blah, that was actually like subtitle. So Dancing Naked Through Life. And part of it that came up for me was I guess there was just like this energy of me when I was little looking at like all the times I'd been shut down for different things I had done and been and 
you know, and there were so many times when I knew I was, uh, you know, trying to create change because something was frustrating me and, like, I wasn't getting results. So as a little kid, like, under the age of four, I'd strip naked and I'd run through my backfield um, of the apartment building that I lived at in Toronto as a kid. And I had, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. she grew up early, <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> I'd be naked, running around with my blankie and crying, right? Crying and, like, intense and, like, everything was really intense. And I thought, you know, like, that was part of my... So sometimes, like, dancing naked through life can be, like, these times where we're having this, like, joyful dance of pleasure. And, like, how many other times is it, like, when we're getting truly naked, raw, and vulnerable and doing it to change frickin' realities, right? Right. So... For me, it was like this dancing naked part was like all those times that I was doing that dancing naked and got shut down because that wasn't, that was funny to people. And I was like, I'm changing a world here. What are you doing to me? So I, I, I know that when I was little, I, I got super, super aware of, you know, like none of us are, right? Like super aware of other people's feelings and thoughts and emotions. And and I just, I couldn't stand the, I guess I could stand it because I'm still alive, but the pressure of all that stuff was so frustrating for me. So, like, stripping naked, it somehow changed everything for me. And to to be honest, like, right now in my life, when I get super frustrated, sometimes I just go, okay, like, what's it going to take to, like, get get this energy to move? And sometimes, seriously, it's like, get naked. And it's... <laughs> I know, it's really funny, but I, I've actually had um, pants in my life where I was wearing them and I swore they, like, contributed to anger, so I would just, like, take them off, and then I was happier. It was like, wow, it's amazing how much our clothes can um, change certain things in our bodies and, like, everything, right? It's not just, um, you know, you could put it on in the morning and it fine and then by the afternoon those pants make you angry so sometimes you just gotta get naked (laughs) i like your logic honestly because i always it's always like oh there's julia running naked through the house yesterday i came in from the hot tub and i like didn't have my robe on for my dad's like come on like really like what uh and i'm like known for my running naked through places so i I really like the topic of this show that's so cool because it's easier sometimes right and geez you just gotta you know go out in your yard and you know, run yeah, running from hot tubs to wherever, and you know, running through your house because it's easier. Your laundry, you're trying to get all your laundry done, and you don't really just want to leave that extra pair of underwear. And so you're gonna run, go wash it, right? And <laughs> that's only because I'm a little OCD when it comes to laundry. So I'll be one of those people who strips naked, and like then all my clothes can be clean. <laughs> I don't have anything to sit around waiting for the laundry to be done. So. Uh, it's like, awesome. how many places in our lives do are we not willing to actually, like, be that vulnerable naked? And and I started to look at that. Like, there's so many places in my life that I shut that off, that vulnerability of nakedness. And it's like, then, we, then instead of, you know, taking off those pants that annoyed me, I could have, you know, piled on more. So it's kind of like those protective barriers we use all the time. Like, how many layers of clothes are you wearing? Like, what if you just took off one layer? Would things feel different? And then you took off another layer? What would that be like? 
So then if you, like, took off your 500 sweaters and your 35 pair of underwear and your 10 skirts and your, you know, whatever, like, would you have less weight? And, like, what would your body feel like? And what would your energy be like? And, like, what would change for you if you didn't have to put all these layers of things on top of you? Right. Like, literally, like, wearing all those clothes, right? Did you ever watch Friends growing up? Yeah, totally. You ever, did you ever see that episode where... I think, like, Chandler steals Joey's pants. No, Joey steals Chandler's pants. So Chandler puts on all of Joey's clothes. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. And he, like, starts doing lunches in them. (laughs) That's right. That's what it reminds me of. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. Sorry, you're getting kind of deep there, and then I was like, uh, it reminds me of Fred. Totally, totally. (laughs) But it's so true. Like, like in, in the area of of finances and like actually looking at I was watching um Shannon O'Hara just did that that uh series called Money Come Money Come Money Come and um ha 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 funny people (laughs) I could hear it in someone's head um and um she was talking about how like look at your bank account and apologize like for every time that you've looked at it and been like it's not enough or it's not good enough and she said apologize to it and and apologize to yourself for for not um you know acknowledge exactly totally it's like all of that right so it's like where we've gone and went yeah you're not good enough we've got to cover that up and then we like keep on going to that place of judgment of yeah on, um, on my show the other day, I was talking about how I even, like, would judge certain things. Like, I, I went to these um, classes, and, like, we learned how to bring entities into our life. Isn't that funny? <laughs> anyway, so I would do... Really? Was it an access class? No, oh, no. It was, like, years before. Oh. I was doing a lot of spiritual work, and, like, I was doing right. stuff, like, shamanic training and, like, learning how to bring in entities, like, you know, bring in your spirit animal and stuff. Right. And so... You know, mine was this, like, fluffy little thing that I didn't... It wasn't a, an identifiable animal. It was just, like, this fluffy thing. And and I judged the crap out of it. It was, like, like you know, we get these gifts in our lives, and we are these gifts in our lives, yet we judge the crap out of it. Like, what if, you know, our gentleness is a gift? What if, like, everything that everybody has ever said to us that was, like, oh, yeah you're not very good at this and you're not very good at that. Well, like, what if we didn't have to take that on? And we right. got seriously naked in front of everybody and went, take me as I am or walk away. Mm-hmm. I think so much yeah. of it is that we're not willing to have that, like, for me, I was never really willing to have people walk away from me. So I would put on all these ridiculous costumes and all these ridiculous clothes of, you know, being different things for different people is that, like, as I started, and through Access, as I started to, like, peel those clothes and costumes off of me, and I, I still know that I'm still peeling clothes and costumes off of me, I, I'm, i like, going, wow, like, I, it's like the infinite being we truly be starts to get revealed. So, you know, we just had Halloween, and, like, how many costumes did we wear for that? Like, even in life. Yeah. Um, how many costumes do we wear? So if we can take all of those off and then just stand there and be completely vulnerable and naked. So, so um, like what you're saying, I, I totally 
like it is a metaphor um and for you like if you're standing in front of somebody how do you actually do that how do you actually become vulnerable cool i love that question because i'm becoming more aware of that now um so the other night i was out with somebody and i started to notice that my body was having this like funny little um reaction it was like getting um twitching and stuff and i was like huh that's interesting what is that and then as I asked, and, you know, I'm asking questions like, who's that belong to? And I was, then I was aware that it was like, okay, so that's not mine, and it would settle, and then it would come back. And it wasn't until I left that I was aware that the more I was pulling my barriers down and being vulnerable, the more uncomfortable the other person was getting, which I thought was really funny because it's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had always thought, well, if I'm just totally vulnerable in front of people, they're just going to be totally comfortable and that's not always the case. So um, for me, it's like having the awareness of when I'm stopping that is really key for me because I stop it a lot. So I could get into this vulnerable place and then somebody could say one thing and then all of a sudden I take it, you know, take it to heart, think it's personal and, and like don't ask a question. I go right to conclusion. And so when I would do that, automatically all these things would come up, you know, every issue from every relationship would ever just like come up and go and define it as, well, that's me doing my old pattern instead of going, Oh, well, what if that's not true or real? And who does that? Right. It's funny. I, I, I re I realize that a lot of the things that I'm like, Oh, I keep doing this. I'm like, no, I don't. I've never done this before. And <laughs> I'm just picking this up from this person. I've never done this before in my life. Isn't it funny? It's really, it's really bizarre. And then, like, when we actually get that, so my tool for, like, getting naked in front of people, like, just being, like, super vulnerable, like, even now with you on the radio. So before we got on, um, I just is expanding myself out. And so a lot of your listeners are, like, access listeners, right? So I do like that expansion, yeah. um, you know, expanding yourself to the furthest reaches of the universe. But I've also what? Added... Can we yeah, go ahead. through that right now? Yeah, for sure. So... Um, I'll kind of give you um, the way that I um, kind of play with it, which may be slightly different than other people's ways. So we're just going to take all the molecules of your being that you've created as dense in your body, and as you breathe, you're going to notice that every time you breathe into the molecules of your being, and when you breathe out, they start to expand. And as they expand... Yeah, and your breath is actually going to expand them. So every time you breathe and you expand, you're going to expand them one foot beyond your body, 10 feet beyond your body, 100 feet beyond your body, 1,000 feet beyond your body, all around the world. And then we're going to go to the sun and the moon, to all that space. You get to be all this space that... You know, in between your molecules, there's all this space, right? And we're going to go to the farthest reaches of the known and unknown planets. And then to the galaxies, known and unknown, and the hidden galaxies, secret galaxies, all of them. Oh, like secret galaxies. Yep, little secret galaxies, and we're going to expand <laughs> to all of those. The ones that we've 
never even experienced before or even conceived of before. And just if we can just choose it with every breath to expand out to that, just ask your body that every time you breathe that you create this expansion. It's like in time it actually becomes part of your being, and it's just something that as you breathe you start to expand. So what I've noticed is that like when I, instead of having to like get kind of like sit there and think about it too much, the more I've kind of like trained, I guess you could say, my being to to just expand with breathing, is it's like way more ease for me. So if I'm having a conversation with a person, I just go, okay, breathe in and breathe out. And I'm like farthest reaches of the galaxy, just like remembering to breathe in the breath of life and just like really allow myself to, to be. And it's like, as soon as I choose that, all these barriers start to just shed like sloughing off right like we slough off so many things in our life our skin sheds so many things shed like internally biologically and like if we just allow all this stuff to slough off and shed off of our bodies off of our beings out of our energetic fields all of them then all this stuff that we've actually put into our energetic fields too to kind of keep this stuff in place forever so that we'll make these barriers forever and ever and ever if we can swap them out of our energetic fields too it's kind of like our molecules they have this like um kind of like if you're are you aware of like the anatomy of molecules if you are you kind of you'll you'll know that they have this like um sort sort of like a spherical thing about them and they like the, the, va- the valence or the valence yeah, right? So if we can just, like, know that that, too, can slough off, right? So, yeah, it's kind of like I add in, um, yeah, this the valence sloughing systems <laughs> into it kind of just energetically to just slough all of this stuff off out of the energetic field. And for me, it's like then my molecules even become lighter. So they're not just expanded, but the molecules, too, can have this lightness about them so they can have this, like, freedom of movement. So sometimes when I observe people doing the expand your molecules, it's like they expand it and then their molecules somehow get stagnantly stuck or something. I don't know what they create with it, but I like to have mine moving. And like That's, That was like a, the best exercise I've ever come across. Like I have been doing that expansion exercise for three years and um, the way that you did it, like, like letting your actual molecules expand out is really different. Like it's more substantial. Yeah, for me it, it for me it is too. It's like um, it's like for me when I do it that way, I just feel so much more at ease, so faster. Yeah, Tara, that was really cool. Cool, I'm glad. And so, like another little tool that I I like to play with for me, which is part of creating vulnerability, and it's one that I actually got. Um, it wasn't in an ESB class. It was like, kind of like initiated from an ESB class that I was in. And, you know, I had this like really cool, it was like a spontaneous ESC that Dane did with all of us. And, you know, we're all lying on the floor. I'm having this like, you know, crazy, uh, you know, screaming and all that like great stuff that, you know, sometimes comes out of people's bodies. And then uh, when he was working on me, he just, there was like this demand from him and from like the universe kind of like speaking through him that it's like you either show up or screw off and I was like oh 
okay, I'm going to show up because um, I think I've been hiding for way too long. And so I made that demand of me. And that lunchtime, I, like, went up to my room, and, I, and I'm usually super social and, like, want to hang out with everybody for, like, hours after class or during lunch. And this time I was, I was like, completely by myself, which I think shocked, like, half the class. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I didn't even grab a bum. Like, can you imagine, Julie? I didn't even like grab a bum on the door on the way out. I'm just like, huh? I know. What did you do upstairs just, without a bum? I know. I don't even. It was like I know. It's usually what I require to survive. It's kind of like having water for most people. But I did it. I, I just like managed to leave the room without even doing like my bum grabbing and everything. And um. And I'm going to make a super long event into a really short uh, kind of like tool that you can use too for you. So, And for me, this one is like so fun and awesome. And I've actually never heard anybody talk about it either. So um, I, love, I love sharing it because I found that it works so well for me. So I was like lying on the bed and this stuff's going on. And I'm like, okay. And I'm demanding in the universe that I, that I step into the infinite being that I truly be. And I got this awareness that I was being facilitated by conscious beings. And at first I was like, wow, what is this? In, in my lifetime, I've done a lot of channeling with people. Um, I've done channeling because I do, you know, I worked professionally as a psychic for many years. Um, and I still do, but I just do it in a totally different way now. So, you know, I'm channeling this information, but it was the first time in my life that I'd actually had... Uh, information coming to me that was questioning me instead of directing me. And I was like, wow, this is really highly weird and unusual. Um, and it was saying, like, what would it take for you to receive more of you? I'm like, I don't know. And it said, well, what, if, what, um, what would you like to do? I'm like, well, how much of me am I receiving? They said, well, you know, ask. So I was like, well, am I receiving 1% of me? And it was like, no. I was like, whoa, am I receiving less than 1% of me? It was like, yeah. I was like, oh, what? So I went through this whole series, and I went through, like, from 1% to 100 to 1,000 to the infinite being I truly be. And it took, like, literally this took me, like, uh, the first time I did it, like, three hours, I think. I don't know. I was doing it for a really long time. So as I was going from each percentage, I would just ask that everything that doesn't allow me to know, be, and perceive the 1% of me that I truly be destroy and uncreate all of it times a godzillion. And if there were any, like, entities or demons or anything that were that I'd hired to stop me from being even the 1% of me that i truly be, I'd fire them and I'd clear it. So you could kind of get what it was, like, three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm, like, totally. going through these, like, percentages, this, um, and this, like, phenomenal energy just, like, um, started to grow in my body. And what was going on was, like, my I could, I could have this like completely tangible experience of uh, having the energy expand out of my being, and my hands, like when I went to go touch them, they were so uh, energized that they couldn't touch each other. It was like the magnetic pulse, and I'd done that exercise before, but this was to such an extreme that when I tried to do it, I actually felt like I was zapping myself. <laughs> I was like, I was like, whoa, and so. I started to ask, is there any part of me that I didn't fully receive? And then it was like, what about your body? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is so I was like, well, you know, and I went through all these questions and what I had the awareness of is like, okay, so what if I went to go look in the mirror 
um, would that change anything about receiving my body? So I did. And then I had to get naked, right? It's like what you do. So I got naked in front of the mirror. And every part of me that I was judging, you know, my breasts being too small, my this being, too, my eyeballs being too big, my hair being too fuzzy, my, you know, like. Hey, it had, I like, like all your of, hair and your eyes. Thanks, but I had a lot of judgment. Okay. okay. A lot of things that had been, like, implanted in me my whole life, like, you know, shit that you pick up as a kid, right? So as I'm standing there naked in front of this mirror and I'm looking at all these parts that I judged, I was like, oh, cool. So everywhere where I wasn't allowing myself to receive that part, I would destroy and uncreate all the judgments around that and then around all the parts, right? And and all this energy is, like, coming out of me even more and even more and even more. I was like, wow, like, what do you... What do I do with all this <laughs> energy? And and literally, like, and, and I've had um, energetic uh, experiences in my body when I would do, like, chakra clearings and stuff, and my body would have little cracks open. Well, this time, my chest actually um, busted open, and so instead of being, like, a 34B, my chest became a 36B, like, literally within that time frame. <laughs> there it was just like boom all of a sudden this like whole like as if my skeletal system had just cracked open it was really really intense so not that that happens for everybody I have no idea what happens for everybody but for me it was like this my body just started to change into um this space of me not judging it and what that would look like if I didn't judge it and I had this like it was so it's so incredibly joyful and every once in a while uh, when I, you know, get into this place of massive judgment, I tap into the energy of that and go, yeah, I'd like to receive more of that and more of that and more of that and more of that. And it's like it just keeps growing. So that infinite being space that I had created at that time actually keeps expanding to something even greater than I could have perceived because there was like an infinite being sort of, I had it kind of wrapped up in a, a nice package of what the infinite being looks like and then it's like now it can even expand beyond that and how much further can it expand so for me that was like creating this immense vulnerability with myself that I had never ever had before and so Mm -hmm. that was like for me that was like this um, uh, this thing that then I was like more I was it was kind of like a turning point, I guess you could say, because I was getting really, really frustrated, but that for me was like this turning point where I went, okay, so maybe, maybe I do have some kind of something I can contribute to the planet. Not sure what it is here, but there's something here that I could get this um, knowing that, that I also have like some kind of magical capacities which is really funny because a lot of things I do, people would kind of term magical capacities, but I was like, that's not good enough. I want more. <laughs> so right. I just like that for me, though, started to really go, okay, so if I ever choose to go to pathetic, if I can just tap into that energy, it gets me out of pathetic a lot faster. So, wow. Yeah, so, can, you know, can, you can, do can we... Can we go through that sort of like can we can can you take us like you know maybe we take 10 minutes and like just give it a shot yeah let's do it so for everybody who's listening let's just check where you're at so um how much of you are are you receiving and for everybody who's starting at less than one percent you can start you know perceiving that energy of what it is to be receiving less than one percent of you i feel like i'm getting 0.3 percent isn't it funny 
Jenny and Julia, seriously, can you imagine? What the hell? Like, being like, I know, right? Isn't that fucking weird? Sorry, am I allowed to swear on your show? Oh, swearing is encouraged on this okay, uh, cool. uh, platform. Oh, sure. <laughs> my show is a lot of it. You can only imagine. So, <laughs> everywhere where you're not even willing to, everywhere where you're right now not receiving 1% of you, would you be willing to receive at least 1% of you? Yeah. Awesome. I get a no. I do. Oh. I get a big old no. Funny. So who, uh, who and what is that? Pardon me? So who and what is that saying no? Entities. Right. So are, do they need a massive clearing, or can we just ask all the entities that have been hired and put in place not allow us to receive even 1% of who we truly be, can we just ask them to all leave now, like a massive exodus from everybody who's listening? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we just ask them to just screw right off. Thank you. And everything that they were done that we hired them to do, we thank them for doing their job, and they can take all of their electromagnetic imprinting with them, bio- biochemical imprinting, hormonal imprinting, from all of the emotional states and all of the distractor implants they may have put in there. We just take all of that and just put them straight at all times a godzillion. Yeah. Our right. final nine shorts, boys and beyond. And any of the hidden, unidentified, undisclosed ones that are hanging out in there that have also been hired to make sure that we would always go back to 1% instead of moving on from that 1%, can we ask them to leave now, please, too? Yes. Yes. Massive exodus. <laughs> I'm like burping and convulsing and like yawning. I can't even really answer or help you. <laughs> That's awesome. So everything, everything that, trust me, I am aware of that. <laughs> so everything that's not even um, allowing you to receive that, even 1% of you, anything that is entity or demon related that is in there, can we just ask them to return to you from once they came, never to return again to these bodies or this reality ever. And thank them. Thank you so much for doing your jobs that we hired you to do to have us judge ourselves, you know, to keep us trapped and locked in to this forever never having our 1% even selves. <laughs> Holy smokes, let's destroy and uncreate all that time because I mean, right, wrong, good. Yes. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's check the energy. Can we go to 2%? Yes. Everybody awesome. else? Everybody light on 2% now? Awesome. So let's check that out. So anything that's not allowing you to know, be, and perceive, even the 2% that you truly be of the infinite being you truly be, can we unlock all of that? Can we destroy all of that? <laughs> and any of the oaths and vows that you have with any beings to prevent you from being even 2% of who you truly be. Can we recant, rescind, reclaim, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate oh. all the vows you have to be only 2% of you? Yes. Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad. Pot on nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. And everywhere Ooh. we thought that being 2% was being like the perfect relationship, me and the other, can we like destroy and uncreate all that too? I don't really know what that is, but we're just going to throw that in there. Right around the cool. back, but online, short, yeah. short, and beyond. Yeah. So you might start to notice that as we go through these numbers that we can like skip 
sometimes like numbers. So it's like whatever number comes up next. So can we know, be, and perceive 5% of who we truly be? It gets a little yeah. lighter, right? So anything that doesn't yeah. to know, be, and perceive even 5% of who we truly be, can we destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion? And if there are any little beings that are sitting in there because we believe them to be part of the fifth dimension and that we have to keep them in five for us forever, can we ask them to leave now? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Because they're probably not contributing to us. Because our teammates who are contributing to us are not going to leave us anyway. So the ones who are not contributing to us can chuckle off. And they can also, you know, as we're clearing them, just know that as we're clearing them, they're also, they can have the energy of that everything that we're clearing for them, that they get to gift us in return, whether it's energetic, whether it's, financial, whether it's whatever it is to create more ease in our lives, this is a gift for them to no longer be hired into these places and spaces in our in our existence, right? So they can contribute to us too in a massive ways and it brings them joy too. So as I'm clearing this, just know that that's kind of part of that, that they're also contributing to us. And then we're not just asking them to go away, but by they can like, you know, bring us clients, bring us work, whatever they like to do. So... <laughs> to 10%. Baby. How's it get better nice. than that? Yeah, I'm so lightheaded. Really <laughs> How much does your body want to move, eh? Like, being at 10%. Yeah. So wow. much of the work I've done um, with money, like, with, well, like, reading for people around finances, and I would do all those clearings around finances around, um, and when I say <laughs> readings, like, I was doing, like, psychic readings, right? So when I was doing all that stuff for people, um, around that, I would notice that they would get so excited when they would get a number 10 because it's like somewhere innately we all know that number 10 is like a wheel of fortune. It's somehow like 10 is a great number. Um, so everywhere we believe that being 10 is super awesome, fantastic, like one out of 10, you're number 10. Can we destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion so we can move past 10 and go way beyond that to infinite being? Yes. yes. <laughs> So everything that we bought about these numbers being super significant and ultra cool, can we destroy and uncreate all of it so we're no longer trapped by these numbers and percentages? Like getting 100% is super awesome, but what if we can be infinite beings that we truly be and move past that 100% even? So, yeah. yeah. So let's move to 50. No, 30. Okay, 30. Let's do 30. So everywhere, well... And now we can move on to more. <laughs> so sometimes we can just, like, say the numbers and things start to clear. So 30%, is everybody willing to know, be, and perceive 30% of who they really are? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 60%. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to let the energy move for a minute. What yeah. About, what, what about nausea? Like, when you do all this and you get really nauseous. Tell me about just, it. So how much are you detoxing from the reality of having to be less than you and less than even 1% of you? So oh your body and your being might be asking for certain things after this. You know, my body was like super, super craving, you know, all the electrolytes after that. So as much as we're doing this clearing in like 15 minutes, it can be like super potent. So just know it could be like having a hard session for like an hour. I don't really know, but... Just listen to your body after. If the nausea has anything to do with um, detoxing or, like, what else is possible? Like, what does your body require? So you guys ready to move on for more past 60? 
past seven. Yeah. Eighty. Yes. Okay, so um, everything around eighty, and having that as our deadline and death line, where we would think that at eighty everything ends. Can yeah. we try and uncreate it all? Times a gazillion, yeah. right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds, and somehow eighty percent is good enough because it's like an A, but it's not totally <sighs> awesome infinite. Can we try and create everything that would lock us into being 80% of anything ever? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So 90%. How fun is it to be like an A++ student of this reality? (laughs) That's me. I'm A++. (laughs) My entire identity, actually. (laughs) Wow. Everything that doesn't allow you to be like that A plus plus ninety percent student of this reality and facilitator of ease and joy for everyone, can we just everything that doesn't allow it just destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good. Oh wow. Boys and beyond. One hundred percent. How fun is that? It's like winning the lottery, right? So with one hundred percent of who you truly be, is there more of you? Nah, because hundred percent that's where we end. Uh uh-uh, uh, my friends, we're going to move past that. We're going to move past 100% because that's what this reality tells us is where it ends, and that's not where it ends. So, what else is possible? And what if we can be a thousand percent of who we truly be? And everything that doesn't allow us to even acknowledge numbers past 100 or receive more than 100 of anything ever because 100 is the ultimate number because 100% means perfect. Can we destroy and uncreate all those utopian ideals of 100% being totally perfect, right, wrong, good, bad? Pot online shorts, boys and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a thousand percent. How fun is that? The number is so ridiculous. Let's just choose it. And everything that doesn't allow <laughs> us to choose it, know it, and be it, and perceive it, can we just destroy and uncreate it all times a godzillion? Yes. Yeah. Right, right. Can that pot online shorts, boys and beyond? And how about uh, my daughter's favorite number, 1599000. Everything that doesn't allow you to be that. <laughs> Now your molecules have expanded to the infinite being you truly be, and so have mine. 
guess what? They're all occupying the same space. So what are they doing? They're playing with each other. How freaking lucky are we that we can choose to be infinite beings where mm-hmm. molecules can com- have parties with each other, create with each other, have adventures with each other. And just like really receive and just, if you just choose and you keep choosing to receive the infinite being you truly be, you may notice that it starts to expand more and more and more and more. And then when you ask your body what parts of it, you're in a, you know, what parts have you been neglecting? What parts are dense? And you can go through the same thing to, to, to perceive all of them and receive all of them. And go like every judgment that I have in place about my legs being not long enough, my ba- legs being too long, my bum being too big, my bum being too small, whatever it is, like go through that. Look at yourself in the mirror and just like really receive your body too and the infinite being you truly be and just see how those are in total like they're playing with each other all the time. They're not disconnected. They're actually communicating with each other all the time. Our bodies and our beings communicate all the time. Now, if we can perceive the, that space of the infinite being that we truly be, and we can perceive what our bodies would actually really like to, um, to receive, and all this, the energy that's in our bodies, how it can expand out and how it can change our bodies. Our bodies are completely mutable, so when you're looking at your body and you're eliminating the judgments of your body, you may notice it start to shift. You may notice that things move, and like, what if you don't have a judgment about how they're shifting and moving, and what they're, what's actually being created in them? And your body might want to move, so if it does want to move, you might find that, you know, last week you couldn't put your leg over your head, and this week you can, because you're starting to actually receive more of you. You might notice that when you do that, your body becomes a lot more flexible. It has a lot more fluidity. Mm-hmm. This is in your body that you you have that may be dense or people, you know, would say, you know, I've got this uh, hip that's out of place or I've got mm-hmm. this back problems. Like if you can go to those spaces and you can just be in that space of the infinite being you truly be and then start to receive all those parts of your body and then start to just ask to eliminate all the judgments that you've actually implanted in there and that have been implanted in there, and all the explants that are in all those etheric, metatheric, etheric bodies, all those energetic bodies, and just start to ask to clear all of them. You may notice that there's more ease in your body. So just asking, like asking your body to release these things. Um, Bodies are so amazing, and they have such a fast response to communicating with them. It's like they've been neglected for so long that they like us to talk to them. And it's yeah. so funny to a lot of people who aren't in access when you talk to them about communicating with their bodies, they they laugh at you like you're a little bit cuckoo, right? And then when they actually start yeah. to do it, they think you're a freaking genius. So yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like what if we can communicate not only with our bodies but with our you know the infinite being we truly be, we have communication with that too and just asking it to be completely, you know, it's integrated. It's all, you know, our bodies work with our being and our being works with our bodies. So what if we can just allow our infinite beings to expand just and allow it to receive more of you and more of you and more of you? And the fun thing is, is like when you... When you can um, choose that infinite being space that you truly be, 
And just like to be in ease with that. The next time that you go to play with a body, say like with copulation or whatever, and you touch that other body, that other body wakes up so fast. For one, people who are listening, I know you guys are probably going to choose bodies um, from a place of consciousness, right? Like you've asked a lot of questions you're going to ask, like is, will this be easy? Will this be fun? Will I learn something? Will I be happy after? Will they, will they be grateful? You know, uh, will I get an STD, which also includes children? And you're going to ask all those questions, right? So when when you get your awareness on all of those, and the idea is like you go for, you, you know, you're going to go for. Uh, yes to, like, yay to all of the fun, ease, and uh, happiness and all of that, and then, like, you're going to get an STD? No, awesome. So when you get when you get all of the information that's required and you choose it, and you're choosing to be vulnerable and choosing to be that infinite being you truly be with no judgment of you, walking into that room with no judgment of the other person, what kind of magic can you create? When you're already in this place of you being this totally magical being, what kind of magic can you create for them and for you? And what kind of um, amazing facilitation can you create with your bodies? So, like, if sex is not... Sex is... I mean, our bodies go together, right? The parts go together, different parts, different places, you know. And, you know, you can... I know people are like the imagination just went like, ooh, yes, that's right, different parts in different places all the time. So you can can just like, you know, you might find that you um, go to approach that body and you just even, say, touch their chest and their body just wakes up and is so electrified. You can can create these orgasmic energies in bodies really quickly when you're choosing to be incredibly vulnerable. I mean, you're choosing to be vulnerable, period, but when you're choosing to, to be the infinite being you truly be, bringing your energy to the you know, the scene, like you're not excluding your energy from it, which I've, I've done that before in my life too. I've had, you know, um, energy-free sex, I guess you could call it, where yeah. it's all um, like, hey, yes, let's do this. It's kind of like uh, raking my front lawn. Okay, uh, it's ro- robotic, I guess you could say. <laughs> Banging your head against the headboard. Yeah, like, oh, that was great. And you're like looking at your watch going, I've got a meeting in seven minutes. Can you go a little faster? Oh, my God. You're driving. Okay, good, good. You're fun. You're done? Okay, cool. Now I can go to my meeting. So, <laughs> yeah, like we haven't all had that, right? So. And, and I think that the funny thing is, like, for for a really long time um, in Access, I thought that, like, being the energy of me was, like, this thing that was, like, I didn't even know what it was. Like, it was just, like, this big grand thing and this, that had nothing to do with me. And, like, being the energy of me is just being me, like barriers down it's just being me like it's like like oh what does it mean to be me and talk about everything that doesn't allow me to be me and and who am I and it's like it's just you it's it's like like picture yourself happy and being yourself hanging out with your friends like that is being you that is what changes the world it's 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 not rocket science, but it is freaking rocket science because it's, we, so we, it's too freaking easy. Exactly. <laughs> totally. 
I went for yeah. this like interview with my daughter's teacher today, and um, you know, I always get these like really funny things. Like last year, my daughter was doing everybody's homework for them. And oh, I used to do that. So did I. I'd like to get off the hallway, and I said, "Oh, it's okay. You don't know what you're doing. I do. I'll do it for you. Let's all pass together. Okay, cool." <laughs> Me too. Mm. And I used to clean out the other kids' desks for so them. She, like she does it all, right? And oh then, my god, awesome! The teacher was saying, um, she's just like, "Oh, she's really sweet and really considerate, and she really like she's always concerned for others. She's like even concerned that her snacks might kill other kids. So she asked the teacher to read the labels for her. She's sick, oh. and she's like, "Are there any maybe peanuts in here? Because I don't want to hurt anybody." <laughs> she's like, oh. she's so like aware of the possibility. Like she's so aware of her potency that she's also so aware that she could harm people which I think is so freaking cool. And so she, her teacher was like saying, well, I don't want to stop her from doing that. I'm like, thank God for you. Because she's like, no, there's something. She's like, that girl's going to be famous one day, I think. I'm like, it's quite possible. She's like, there's something about her. I'm like, I know. She's Aww. definitely different than all the other kids in class. That's because none of the other kids' parents in class are doing anything about consciousness. So I've got the little conscious kid in school asking questions all the time. <laughs> Um, but the teacher actually loves her for it, right? Which is awesome because That's so many cool. kids get shut down for asking the questions. But yeah, she got this like big report on yeah. how the kindness and how you know the teacher really loves who she is and how you know just how she actually said, you know, wouldn't it be great if more kids were like her? I'm like, That's Aww. cool. <laughs> so, and Julie got to play with her, right, Julia? You were like, yeah, like playing balloon with her or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we played balloons together in Toronto. Yeah. She's such a cool kid. Oh my god, she is gonna be famous. It's very likely. She really would like to be famous, so it's cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, a famous designer. So yeah, she's there's this like place where somewhere in our lives we just stop being that, and or people have like you know given us all the opportunities to shut it off, right? So then we choose, oh, yeah, it's much easier to shut it off than to choose it. So all those parts of, you know, where we're playful, where we're fun, where all of that, like, where people would go, oh, you're just silly, you know? Like, most people who have ever been in classes with you, Julia, know that Gary's always teasing you about, you know, fantasies, right? But that's so, you're so playful and fun about it that it's so cool. Like, yeah, Julia's the... Julia's the girl who, like, knows about fantasies and how to, like, <laughs> break free from fantasy world. It's so cool. It's like everybody has this, like, kind of, like, niche thing that they're really cool with. And that's part right. of being you. It's like you could have avoided that and went, no, I don't fantasize about anything. You know, I don't have a blah, blah, blah. But you're totally, like, willing to show up and let people see that. That's, like, part of Dancing Naked is, like, yeah, I've got these, you know, I had these fantasies. Maybe I don't have them anymore, but I, I know what to do about it. Like, I have tools now to create something different. Right, right. And that is, that. yeah, that is being you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just saying, like, hey, this is coming up for me, and this is what I, and, like, choosing that vulnerability. So for people who are going to classes, guys, we pay a lot of money for classes, right? They're an investment mm -hmm. for our beings. Like, if you're choosing this, you're really investing in your being and investing in, you know, getting to that place where we can really choose to create change on the planet through being who we truly be. So what if we just brought all of our questions to the table and 
you know, everywhere we would even judge what we would have to say in the class or right. what we would like to change in the class. Like, destroy and uncreate all of that times a godzillion even before you show up just so that you can really get the change you're looking for. And I, and I say that, Julie, because, like, I totally admire you when you do that. I, like, you just, like, you have a question and you're there. You're so like, I need to change this. It's so <laughs> freaking cool. And so many other people are thinking the same thing, but you're like, I got the balls to do this. I'm up here. I'm doing it. It's awesome. <laughs> There's so many times yeah. where you've like asked questions that I'm like seriously thinking, I'm going to go ask that question. And then you like get up like five seconds before me. So your like speed of light thought and like choosing is so cool. Wow. Thank you. Nobody's ever really acknowledged that before. That's really good to know. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, oh, I asked too many questions in class, blah, 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 but I'll keep oh, asking. Like, Thank you for fast, saying that. Yeah, just like how fast are you at perceiving everybody's, you know, thoughts and, and just having the courage to get up there and just be vulnerable and just say it. And ha- like half the time, do you even know where your questions are coming from? Or you just ask no. <laughs> no. It was funny. Imagine for it. It's awesome. <laughs> my Connor or not Connor um Nathan um Curry Glassell's son was like Julia you know you should ask if a question is yours before you get up and ask it because you ask a lot of old lady questions well that's the thing it's like I like to talk just to hear the sound of my own voice so I'll ask <laughs> Same as me cleaning out other kids' desks or doing their homework. (laughs) (laughs) It is fun. It is fun. You're faster at it and probably better at it, right? (laughs) 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 And the time it takes them to do their own, so might as well do it. Let's move on, guys. Got stuff to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, isn't that the truth? That's really funny. I know. I didn't math because I would get so bored. I'm like, okay, guys. I know we're only in grade five. Let's do grade seven math because I'm bored. Let me do your homework so we can move on. I'm bored. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, dear. That is so funny. Oh, that's fun. That's a kind of a cool awareness because I didn't really see it that way, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, does anybody else on the on the line have any questions before we go over and out? Um. I, I have a question. Well, my actually, more like my ears perked up more. Um, first of all, the clearings, thank you so much. The, they were amazing, the exercise that we did with the percentages and the numbers. Awesome. That was awesome. And I just want to thank you for it. Um, but I also, like, got a, like, whoa on the, the fantasy stuff. And, I mean, I guess we don't want to go way too into it, but is that, like, when – it's like you have all these amazing, like, ideas of, like, how you perceive the future could be, and you're, like, living, like, oh, love, you know, but then immediate results are something different, or, like, can you guys talk a little bit more about that, or? Yeah, sure. Julie, do you want to take that one? Because I see you as kind of, like, the fantasy expert. (laughs) Okay, so, like, you're asking when you have a fantasy how to actualize it, or when you have a fantasy... Uh, sorry, I just want to get totally clear on the question. Yeah, what, how would you guys... What is a fantasy, basically? 
like just this idea that never actualizes, or is it like this? Oh, that's actually that's an incredible question. Um, I would say that a fantasy is it's both. It's possible. It's something that is possible, and it's also something that usually it doesn't like. For me, I know how to create fantasies. Like if I have a fantasy, like I would like to go um, um, and live in New York and be. Park Avenue princess, like I can ask for it and it will show up in my life. So a fantasy isn't necessarily something that you can't create. Um, You actually can create it. Um, But what happens with most of us um, is that we, we take the fantasy and then sort of like idolize it or idealize it or um, like take ourselves out of it. Somehow, like it's as though it's it's bigger than us, or we're not willing to actually have both because it's just yeah. too much to receive. Um, so, or there's some sort of point of view or demon or entity attached because it's like it's kind of like the same energy as an expectation. You know, like so, how if you're if you're going to a birthday party in the future and you're like, oh my god, I'm so excited for this birthday party. This is gonna be the best birthday party ever, and you're like. Like, plan your whole life around the birthday party, and then the birthday party sucks is what usually yeah. is what occurs. Because the, the expectation that you've judged yourself against um, has – you, you've judged yourself against the fantasy. You've judged yourself against the expectation. So it's destroying you. It's the same as um, people who fall – like, the idea of falling in love. Like, there's the whole concept yeah. of marriage, and people try to fit themselves into the concept of marriage rather than creating a marriage. So people try to – they have this yeah. fantasy, I would like an Audi A5 sports edition fast car. So they try to fit themselves into the idea, the specific expectation of that, rather than being in the creation of that or being in the question of that. So a fantasy is something that is possible, but it usually, and especially when you start doing access, it can become sort of an either-or thing. Mm -hmm. Does that that help? Yeah, that totally helps. I I totally, I'm like, I've been capable of creating some amazing things but it's like I forget that I even asked for it, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, I'm in this amazing place, and, you know, I'm doing these amazing things, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did ask for this, but I usually give up on it, you know what I mean? I'll I'll, I'll get to a point where I'm like, I can't have it, and then it shows up in some, I mean, in some offshoot, you know, it's still cool, but it's like an But it's not as exciting, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what I would do is just, like, start acknowledging that it has shown up. Like, I always use the example of, like, we ask for a Range Rover. So we go around to the universe and we say, what would it take to have a Range Rover? What would it take to have a Range Rover? And then we um, actualize a Range Rover, and it's parked in our driveway, and we forget about it because we don't really go through the garage that often. And we keep walking around going, what would it take to have a Range Rover? What would it take to have a Range Rover? Meanwhile, it's parked in the fucking garage, but we're not willing to know that we've actually created that. And we're not willing to enjoy it. Yep. Sounds, sounds yep. about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do that in, in a lot of different areas. So that's, that's cool. 
I, I guess I know I know who to contact now. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> Just message me. Call me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a it's a very common theme that I see a lot, and I went through dynamically, and now I'm at the point where I am like, okay, that's the future I would like to have, and I will have it. Like um, mm-hmm. right now. Like when I, I, I decided I didn't like university in Costa Rica. So I'm like, okay, well, what other life would I like to have? So I'm like, you know what sounds really fun to like move back near home, near my parents and get a job at this fancy restaurant and facilitate a whole bunch of access classes because that's where the most students live that I have and get a really, really, really nice place. And so I actually um, said, like, what would it take to have this? And I came home. September 5th or something and asked mm-hmm. all the questions and I could feel it coming to me from the future like I could feel it coming and I'm like no 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 that's too fast that's way too easy then it would just all come into play that's way too easy I don't want it to be that easy so I stopped it yeah. and then so then I like decided wow. oh I'm gonna go to the, the Costa Rica for the seven day and so I like went to Costa Rica for three weeks for the seven day and then I, I came back and I rented a brand new place November 1st got a job at the exact um, restaurant that I absolutely love and like have so much fun there. And then I'm facilitating mm-hmm. all the access classes. So I like, I, 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 September 5th or whatever, I, it could have all come to me, the fantasy, but then I was like, no, it's yeah. too much. And then I'm like, okay, no, actually I would really like that. So then I'm like, okay, well I'll have it now. And then it, it yeah. came like two months later. So it's, it's, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of time also for the universe to rearrange itself, but we go off. Oh, Frick, it didn't show up, and then we destroy it that way as well. Yeah. So it is coming yeah. to you. It's just yeah, that's it's uh, like when you when you talk about how you destroyed it or you you know put the brakes on it. That I think I, I totally get that. I it's like this big energy is on its way, and it's like whoa, 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 no, 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 you know, or, or I like push it away, or I'll do something completely, you know, I'll I'll kill it off in some way. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that, that oh, totally. And I, we're running out of time, but I'll just say one more thing. Um, one thing is that oftentimes we get illogical, like, and I don't mean like logic is not always our best choice, and it's really cool yeah. not to think or to have a brain or you know to just live, to just keep staying in the art of living and not overthink things. But I think that one thing that happens, especially if you've done a bunch of access and have perhaps misinterpreted what Gary has said, is we start to become sort of illogical. And like in the sense that we think, oh, well, maybe that isn't heavy or that is light or, I know, and we like just don't go for the goals because we're like, oh, it kind of got heavy there for a while or something like that. And mm-hmm. even though you know better, you're like, oh, well, my awareness, la, 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 said this. And we actually <laughs> kind of just become an access zombie rather than like just, just, hey, I know that if I go to the, you know, restaurant and put in my resume, I will get the job. But it's like, oh, it's kind of heavy right now. And it's like, no, like piss off, like just go ahead and create it. So yeah. there's also a bit of that that happens a lot I, I see with people. Yeah, so it could be a, a number of things. Like even when things are heavy, you can ask more questions, right? Like mm-hmm. people tend to forget. They're like, it's heavy, and then they kill it, just like Julie was saying. Instead of it's heavy, and I'm going to ask some more questions around that. What do you have to do? Is it heavy or is it uncomfortable? Because sometimes it's that uncomfort that's that, like, you know, step away from creating the change that you're really looking for. 
Yeah. It's fun to ask that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, thank you guys so much. You're so welcome. Awesome. Well, we're pretty much at the, we are actually a little over our hour. So um, is there anything else um, you wanted to add, Melissa? No, just thank you so much. I had a lot of fun with you, Julia. It's always fun with you. Yeah, that was really awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That was really cool. Like that, that expanding out your molecule thing is like, way more powerful than whatever the heck I was doing and and I'm going to keep playing with that 1%, 5%, 100%. I feel like I'm at like a thousand percent now all of a sudden whereas like a half hour ago like 0.3% seemed like a bit too much so that's really cool. I know right it's really funny and you might (laughs) notice too that it just like yeah bumps up more and more and more I just yeah I really have fun with that and sometimes I'll just check in hey what percentage am I at today of you know, being the infinite being, I truly be, oh, four, cool. Can we just eliminate that and go right up to infinite being? Awesome, we can. Cool. Right. So, yeah, sometimes oh. like you might want to randomly check in on that and see if you've, you know, put something in place, you know, put something in your way and gone back. You might not, though, because you're pretty freaking awesome. You might just keep on going. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being being on the show. That was pretty freaking awesome i'm gonna listen to this one a lot a lot that oh, was thanks, so cool darling. so well, yeah and soon in person yeah, yeah yeah hopefully we'll see you really real 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 soon um and thanks to all the callers on the line it's awesome it seems like there's quite a few people on today so that's cool um and uh to all of those of you listening in the future and like i said we are on at the same time next wednesday um we're all good to go and we have a very, very handsome guest next week. Um, when I think of Andrew, all I think of is handsome because he's so handsome. Um, so even though you can't, that. yeah, you can't see him, but you should still listen to him because he's talking about bodies, and um, it's going to be very cool. So we will talk to you. Oh, sorry. Oh, Andrew. Uh, just Andrew. He like share. No, um, Andrew Gardella. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Gardella from Cleveland, Ohio. He's uh, oh. actually he's doctor. He's doctor Andrew Gardella. Sometimes oh. I forget that because I feel like he's my brother. But um, <laughs> um, so I'm having Doctor Andrew Gardella on the show talking about bodies. So nice. I'm very excited. And so thank you all so much for tuning in and. I wonder what magic you will be creating this week. I'm going to go create some more magic. I'm teaching bard class in one hour, so um, I will be off to do that. And um, thanks again so much, Melissa. Thank you. Enjoy. Create on. Yay. Bye. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Bye.